Coach Taku. Making anime your new life coach. excited today because we are launching our first episode of Coach Taku. And this combines, this is a thing that happened, you know, spontaneously in a conversation with Christina a few months ago. And it combines two of our passions, which is anime and coaching, like life coaching specifically. So really excited to bring this today to have this conversation. And Christina is so excited that you're here to get this started. Woohoo! Oh my God. Like Mary said, this was, it started as a, a funny side joke when we were getting Korean food together in New York. And, you know, between everyone having a lot more free time these days and also just that itch to take on something that would feel both fun and fulfilling, I am so glad that we're finally here for our origin episode of Coach Taku. Yeah. So, origin episode, what does that mean? And I think part of the reason that we created this was when we we're thinking about anime lovers, manga lovers, Nintendo lovers, both Christine and I have like this feeling that we get when we talk about these things, because it's like, are people going to be receptive to it? Are they going to think we're quirky or weird? Is it okay to talk about this stuff? And um, I think there's a lot that we find in coaching and anime from the characters, from their stories that are actually that they kind of cross over and it's a conversation that's really interesting and fun. Absolutely. And I, I think the other thing is, I think it's that trepidation of admitting that we love it, which is why we should say we love it. Because so much of the work that you and I are trained to do, Mary, is around getting people outside their comfort zones and living a life that is meaningful and authentic to them. So we wouldn't be walking our own talk, so to speak, if we weren't creating the things that we love the most. And it's why I'm super excited to be here because we simultaneously have tons of street cred as anime lovers and tons of street cred as trained coaches. And so I thought something that would be really cool for this first episode is to actually establish some of that credibility, like chat a little bit about why us to host a show called Coach Taku and then even explain a little bit what Coach Taku means. So, Mary, I'd love if you kicked us off. What's your street cred in this arena? As a coach or as an anime lover or both? Both, duh. All right, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so as a coach, I've been coaching for three years and Christina and I actually went through the same program, the same coaching program, which we've talked a little bit about in our teaser episode. And we're both graduates of the Accomplishment Coaching Program, which is an excellent both leadership coaching and self-development program. Uh, and as a result, we've both started our businesses. I mainly work with people in career coaching, so people going through transitions and trying to figure out what's next for themselves in their careers and jobs. Um, as an anime lover, well, I have been watching anime since I was in high school, which is a long time ago, and don't ask me for years because that's not fair, but a long time ago. 
And some of my first anime, like the one that really did it for me was probably Sailor Moon. And I'm excited to talk to you about that a little bit more later. But Christina, what what was it for you? Yeah, definitely. So I'll flip. The street cred in anime is I've been watching anime since I was four years old. Similarly, I can finally say, I don't know why I'm proud of that, but I can say it was a long time ago. (laughs) So Sailor Moon, and I actually have a holy trinity of anime, which I'll get to a little bit later in this episode of really my gateway into all this. And then as a coach, like you mentioned, Mary, I'm also an accomplishment coaching trained coach. I'm a professional certified coach. I run my own business. I've had it for four and a half years. It's called Hear Her Roar. And I predominantly work with women in leadership. And, you know, I was doing crunching the numbers the other day. And I think I've, I've accumulated something like 2000 hours of coaching other individuals. So I definitely think I've got the, the coaching chops. And with over two decades of anime watching, I've probably have accumulated a similar number of binging. So, <laughs> so I, I'd say I fit the bill to be a, a coaching slash anime podcast host. I love it. I think that's amazing. And maybe more hours in anime watching than coaching. <laughs> I'd, love, I'd love to see that graph. <laughs> so awesome. So let's talk about our, our origin anime stories, because I think that's really exciting. And then we can kind of lead that into some of the coaching things that we see for ourselves. What do you think? Yeah, I would love that. Or before we even get there, I realize now we've said Coach Taku a couple of times. And It dawned on me after we recorded our teaser that people might not know what that means. So I thought we could break it down. Does that work? Yes. Love that. Because I've also gotten similar feedback and uh, yes, let's, let's do it. Cool. So I think the coach part would hopefully be the obvious part. This is a podcast that in part is going to have us passionately nerd out about coaching. Clear. And then there's The taku part, which is actually, it's a play on words for the word otaku, which is essentially in Japan, like a young person who's obsessed with computers, but more so uh, like obsessed with pop culture. And sometimes it's almost like the equivalent of like calling someone a nerd or a geek because there tends to be a little bit of that like, oh yeah, that otaku, someone who's so obsessed with like anime and pop culture that they're a little awkward. Yeah, it's... um. It's really funny because even in some of the animes that I've watched, we they have otaku characters who are usually who usually have like the big glasses so you don't see their faces and are in a dark room with a computer just typing away and you just see them munching like on some snacks and just like in this dark room. So that's kind of the idea of what an otaku is, is like someone who is really obsessed, passionate about the specific thing, sometimes to the detriment of their social life. Uh, and I thought, it, you know, when you refer to someone as an otaku now, it's someone who's like really into something, usually nerdy or geeky and or both. Yeah. And so I think it's coach taku then combining the two together is the perfect way to describe who we are, because quite frankly, we are nerdy about both. And part of what I'm most excited for is for our listeners who might also fall into that otaku camp, like what it means to actually love it, not as a detriment to your social skills or a detriment to the life that you want, but maybe just a roadmap or maybe just inspiration or maybe just a way to channel your own creativity and passion. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And like there's power in owning your quirkiness and owning all different aspects of yourself, which I think 
gives rise to this like new level of authenticity and being seen like really being seen so I think it's all fun mm-hmm. yeah well so speaking of fun we're about to dive into anime origin stories and so Mary you you teased us a little bit earlier you mentioned Sailor Moon was the gateway show so to speak but why don't you share with us a little bit more like what brought you into the world what really sucked you into the world of anime so I think I really fell in love with Sailor Moon at a time when I think a lot of what a lot of the other things on TV didn't have quite the depth or the or the magic that you find in anime. So Sailor Moon, if you don't know, haven't seen it, is about this high school girl, junior high school actually, when the story starts starts out, who finds that she's actually a, a moon princess and she has the abilities, the powers to save the world. And she does that with a tribe of women who also have their own powers and represent a planet. And they come together to save the world and protect the world against evil forces in the universe, which I think is pretty cool for a junior high schooler. <laughs> and she has a magical cat, she has a magical talking cat, which is also pretty awesome. So I think I fall in love with so many things in that series i think the magic there's a lot of romance too and i think the sailor moon isn't your typical hero she's a crybaby and she's clumsy and uh, you know she's she's not a good student there's a lot that she has to learn and adapt to and own and i think that's part of her charm and relatable i also think she's a very relatable character in many different ways as are the other sailors. And I think it was the first time that I saw something that had so much emotion, so much, so many layers that, you know, was different for me. So definitely that was my gateway anime. And from there on, history. <laughs> I love that so much. It's super awesome. Um, what, I, what I really hear in that is part of what drew you into anime versus say other cartoons, which we could always talk about, but really we're here for anime is, is the depth that they have and the sometimes even the emotional maturity that can be involved with the series. And what I also heard you mention is part of what hooked you with Sailor Moon is there's the adventure, there's the world saving, there's the you know tribe of women coming together. And there's also still like the the honing in on a character who isn't perfect, but saves the world anyway. And so it, it made me think of, you know, in some ways, has Sailor Moon or any of those early shows for you somewhat informed who you are as a coach? Or are there any parallels that you see? I mean, yeah, totally. Uh, in, in different ways. And I think a lot of how I see myself reflected in the animes that I've seen and that I really love is this idea of tribe and community because I'm naturally an introvert. So to make friends is not that easy for me. Um, but in seeing like the way that a lot of these different characters create community and tribe was really inspirational. And I think definitely influenced me and the choices that I've made since then. I also think there's something about service because in a lot of the animes that I love, you know, like we talked about a little bit about Naruto and the teaser and Sailor Moon now, they're all providing a service to someone else or to the world in some way. And that's definitely informed who I am as a person in my professional career and as a coach. You know, like for me, all of this is an act of service. That's, that's my personal mission, which is pretty cool. What about you? 
Mm, so I hinted at it earlier, but I am also, like I said, I think my earliest memory for maybe five years old was watching the North American dub of Sailor Moon. And, you know, at that age, part of what drew me to the show is honestly just because I thought I was a fairy and I wanted to find other shows that featured what I dubbed as fairies. <laughs> it's really, really just carnal based desires. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And at the same time, you know, so Sailor Moon was the first, but I I mentioned earlier, like the Holy Trinity, so to speak, because there was Sailor Moon. And then shortly after, you know, a couple of years after that, my first manga was Magic Knight Ray Earth. And shortly after that, my first anime slash manga combo was Cardcaptor Sakura or Cardcaptors as the North American dub, but we'll get into the why that was a mistake later. Um, But for me, like what just drew me to these shows were a couple different things. First of all, like I said, I thought I was a fairy. I saw magic. I was sold. But even as I got a little bit older, you know, I was someone who somewhat related to the term tomboy, but really more so related to just wanting to see women kicking butt at like being a woman. And I just found that at least as I was growing up, there weren't a lot of North American cartoon series that put women at the forefront of like being fighters. Like they were at the forefront of love stories or at the forefront of, you know, doing their hair and makeup. And it was just exciting for me to find this magical girl genre where they were still beautiful and they still had that sense of being whimsical and, and sweet, but they could also kick butt when they had to. Yeah, totally. And yeah. And I think that's also something that's drawn me to anime as well. It's just seeing the power that all these different characters have in their own way, especially some of the feminine characters in these anime. They're so, they're so badass. I mean, they are sweet and charming and some of them can be feminine, but like in Sailor Moon, you have like Jupiter and Mars who one of them is like has psychic powers and can kick your butt. And the other one has like this physical strength and can kick your butt, you know, and both of them have all these, they're tied to like planetary power and thunder and there's just so much there's so much strength in all of that which I think is also one of the draws absolutely and I think I would just be remiss to not point out that I think Sailor Moon in a lot of ways was my like sexual awakening as a child because I'll just never forget like the introduction of Sailor Uranus and even an episode where Jupiter like totally has a crush on her and I'm like I like girls like it was it was just like matter of fact it's like I can be magical and like girls. So (laughs) that's also another reason I love it so much. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about that in a later episode and maybe talk about the Sailor Stars because that was really confusing for me. So I would love to like talk more about that stuff. Um, Cool. So yeah, so why now, Christina? Like why have this conversation now? Why come out of the anime closet at this point in time? Well, you know, it's funny because you mentioned a little bit with your anime origin story, how in a lot of ways, the themes that you loved in shows speak to like who you are as a person and speak to like the kind of coach that you are. And similarly, like I just said that for me, the draw was the magical girl genre, like women who were fully all of themselves, like equally beautiful and powerful. And now I run a business that's called hear her roar and focuses on serving that kind of woman as well so (laughs) so 
I, I reference that because we're calling it coming out of the closet, so to speak. But I think in actuality, so much of at least, and I'll let you comment on this as well, but so much of who I am has always been informed by this lovely passion that I have. And I think that there's just so much space to be like more honest about that and not view it as something that's like separate from my professional career, but something that informs my professional career. Because I know a lot of coaches become entrepreneurs because they want to have fun and they want to play and they want to have joy in their life. And as an introvert, sometimes to me, joy is sitting on my Crunchyroll account for a couple hours, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, I think in just thinking about the state of the world right now, um, for me, it's like there's a, a few different things. One is the state of the world. And there are a lot of dark, heavy conversations that are taking place. And then getting to do something fun that's still really, that's still really about me, about coaching, about my goals, about where I'm going. But to have it be fun, to have it be light, it's pretty cool that I get to do that. And I think that's part of coaching magic. And I think on the other side of that, personally, just it's this is all part of owning who I am and all the different aspects of who I am, because there is that magic. There is that there is that crybaby and clumsiness aspect to who I am. There's also like the power and the quirkiness and the weirdness. And so this is an opportunity to just own all of it and then put it on loudspeaker and kind of practice what I preach. Wow. I love that so much. In some ways, I like. I can almost like formulate the anime you'd be the protagonist of when you say those things. Cause like, I know anyone listening, like just picking your head right now. Oh, the character that's just trying to find themselves and be true to who they are. And that's how they save the world. Uh, I guess they're a coach. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Love that. And then there's a tribe and community, right? There's like leaders and teachers within that community that help you grow, that push you. So totally related to that. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. And, you know, I think the, I think speaking to your point of where we are in the world of just like putting down the facade or the need to get things right. Like I, I've thought about this a lot, especially since so many of us are on virtual platforms right now. Like we get fatigued when shit isn't real. Like we get fatigued when it's like too put together and too, too perfect and too buttoned up and too professional. And so I'm really looking forward to all the ways that we can just like have a quirky conversation that's still meaningful. You know, whether it's giggling over Sailor Moon or, you know, just again, like, like, I wasn't kidding when I said it. I feel like you just described the way that like a manga artist comes up with the protagonist of a shonen. You know, like, yeah, they've got to doubt themselves. They got to have a mission. They got to have a, a purpose that allows them to challenge who they think they're supposed to be versus who they want to be. Like, if that's not the star of an anime show, I don't know who is, you know? Yeah, but that is what that is what draws you in is that as people, as humans, anime is so reflective of the human experience and the journey, you know, and it, I think that's one of the reasons that we're so drawn to it is because we see ourselves in these characters, you know, and we see the level of emotions and the ordeal and the challenges that they have to surpass in order to grow and get to that next level and get to their goal or to save the world, whatever their mission is, which I think is pretty cool and fascinating. And it's definitely what drew me in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so bouncing off of that, I, I spoke about it a little earlier, but 
why would we choose anime versus other traditional North American cartoons? Like, why such a specific genre to merge our passions for coaching with? Well, definitely for me, I didn't find that level of, uh, I didn't find that level of detail, that, that journey in other, in other cartoons. Like other cartoons, it was more superficial and everything happened in more or less one episode. Like there was a problem and they got together, they solved it in one, in like 20 minutes and then it was done. And so you never got to see the journey that the person went through in order to overcome that, that ordeal, that challenge, that obstacle. Whereas in anime, you get to see the whole progression of emotions, feelings, challenges, you know, how they have to work really hard to level up in some cases, um, their enemies and what their backstories are. So there's like this whole world that happens in anime. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that answer was so wholesome. Part of my answer would have just been because the opening songs are way catchier in anime than they are in North American cartoons. Not even kidding. I mean, you know, uh, comment or follow us on Instagram if you also have a playlist on your Spotify of just your favorite opening and ending songs. Because I know I do. That's just a call out right now. We we need. What are some of your favorites? Um. Okay, seriously, this is not scripted. Right before we came on to record today, I was listening to uh, every song Lisa's ever created for an anime, especially the opening she did for Demon Slayer for its first season, because it's just such a good hype up. One of my go-to karaoke songs is definitely from Pokemon. <laughs> Which one? I'm going to be the very best that no one ever was. All right, no more than that. I think that's copyright infringement otherwise. <laughs> All right. Well, Mary, I, for one, have really enjoyed just having this opportunity to give our anime backstory, like set us up as the protagonists of this podcast and get ready for an amazing first season together. And with that being said, is there anything else that you feel like our listeners should know about or get pumped for as we start this great anime coaching journey together? Uh, I think uh, for me, it's just we're going to be delving into a lot of these animes more and more in different ways so that we may not talk about one anime as deeply as you think we might. Don't worry. We'll be talking about them all the time in different ways. Two, I would love to hear from you and what your best, you know, what your favorite anime is, what your gateway anime was. So comment, subscribe, let us know. And I think finally, it's like if there's one you're really passionate about and you want us to talk about like right now, also send the comment. Yeah, I, I think you you took it home with that. The, and similarly, the thing I will say is we might not get to your favorite show immediately, but I promise we probably will. And similarly, if we get there and we don't talk about your favorite character, they're probably coming up in another <laughs> in another episode. And so. Similarly, if, if you don't just have a show that you would love to see us talk about, but if you're curious about like a theme in coaching, whether it's, you know, characters that focus on relationship or, you know, being a better leader or, you know, rising above the circumstances that you have around you, let us know about that too, because what you're going to find is we're going to be flipping back and forth between being genre specific versus like coaching theme specific. And hopefully it'll be a lot of fun for you to listen to. Thanks for listening, and we hope you subscribe. Subscribe, leave reviews. We love you. Catch you next time. Bye. Thank you for watching Coach Taku. 
If you liked this episode, please share it and consider subscribing so you never miss a new episode. Have an idea for an episode or show you'd love us to discuss? DM us on our Insta, Coach Takupod, C-O-H-C-H-T-A-C-U-P-O-D, or email us at coachtakupod at gmail.com. Love your wonderful host? In that case, you can follow me, Christina, at Roar on Instagram, and you can follow Mary at Raven5130 on Instagram. Thanks so much. Catch you in the next one.